Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Mom Material. My name is Brandy Williamson, and I am your host. So, you guys, I just spent about 29 minutes and 35 seconds going through a podcast on how growth mindset is actually a biblical principle and how we should all work to develop it. And it was super awesome. And I got like very invested and passionate. And then my computer just died and I lost all of it. So, we're just going to redo it again and hope that it will actually be better the second time. So that's awesome. And I just uh, wanted to share that with you guys as we actually talk about um, reinterpreting failure. So before we get started, I wanted to talk about my conversation with Hannah Mills. And as I made clear in that podcast episode i don't know what to do uh, when it comes to music when it comes to teaching music musical concepts to anyone especially my son but what was cool was i felt like i had way more confidence engaging with isaac this past week uh, with sounds and with music and with lullabies because i just repeated sounds that i thought sounded pleasant and i would tap on him or you know grab his little arms and swing as we're singing and really look at that as an opportunity to bond instead of something that i might not be uh, super strong at uh, as a singer or uh, coming up with with things but i wanted to share that with you all because uh it is cool that we are all learning and growing as we're on this journey of motherhood and that's exactly why i wanted to create this podcast is that uh, whether it's me uh, or whether it's you that you get something valuable out of this time that is both biblical and evidence-based that you can use on your own journey of motherhood So today, what I was going to talk about and what I still will talk about, and hopefully the computer won't die, is actually one of the foundational principles of resiliency and performance. And what that is, is you can train your mind just like you train your body in order to prepare for performance more successfully and to do the performance at a higher level and be more productive. So you are going to have success at that thing by training your mind and specifically reframing and incorporating what's called a growth mindset as you go in whatever performance you have. So our research today comes out of Stanford with Carol Dweck. She's a professor there of psychology and she has done research on what makes people excellent performers or how they can surpass the rest of the uh, competition. And what she found was people that often succeed more than other people in different types of performances they all have something in common and that is a growth mindset and what a growth mindset is it looks at a couple different qualities that a person um, can interpret a failure they how they interpret feedback how they interpret the success of others and how they actually view challenges. And so we're going to be looking at that today. It's all about the interpretation of an event and changing and renewing your mind in a way that will 
engage in those specific qualities in a way that actually makes you better. And we're going to look at what the Bible has to say about mindset. So before we get into some of the research on a growth mindset, I wanted to talk to you all about how we actually think. So let's look at the thought process. So typically when you think there is an activating event that triggers a thought, okay? So something happens to make you think about something. So for instance, I can have a contraction if I am pregnant and I am about to deliver my baby. So I am 39 weeks pregnant and I just had a contraction that is the activating event. So now I'm going to have a thought. Okay, so we're going to pause there at the thought in the example of the thought. And then I'm going to go or I'm going to go over right now what that thought actually does. So you have this thought from your activating event and that creates an emotion and a physical reaction in your body and the ultimate outcome is an action or reaction so this is your outcome performance what do you do and how does that affect your performance so let's look at an example i'm 39 weeks pregnant and i just felt a contraction let's look at one of those examples my thought might be oh my gosh i'm so excited i might be able to meet my baby tonight the following emotions would be joyful, excited. The physiological responses in my body, I might have a little bit of elevated heart rate. And then I'm also going to tell my husband, let's start packing the bags. And so what that does, the ultimate performance of childbirth is it's productive. It gets us in a situation of control and we are getting ready and having forward momentum. Now let's look at a different thought. The activating event is still the same. I am 39 weeks pregnant and I have contraction. My thought is, oh no, I just felt a contraction. I am not ready for this. So what the emotional consequences of that would be fear, anxiety, worry. The physical responses might be, uh, again, an elevated heart rate, but also scattered thoughts. I start to shake a little bit. My breath might get shallower. I might actually hyperventilate. And maybe I start yelling, Justin, I, I don't know what to do. Should we pack our bags? Ah, and I just start yelling and I can't control myself in a way that is productive. So the outcome is it's not productive. I don't even know what to do first. And I'm yelling and I am scared. I'm worried. I've never gone through this. And I'm starting to go down this uh, negative spiral um, in my brain. And also, I'm hyperventilating. That is not good. I'm, I'm incurring more stress on my body. And so we see how our thoughts are actually very powerful when it comes to the way that we think and the way that we perform. And so let's look at some qualities of what Carol Dweck found that actually um, develops a growth mindset. So what she found was individuals that had a growth mindset about something, they had a couple of qualities that um, remained consistent. So let's look at those qualities. So number one, 
individuals with this growth mindset embraced challenges. They looked at challenges as an opportunity instead of a threat. So you're going to hear growth mindset and you're also going to hear the opposite, which is a fixed mindset. So individuals with this growth mindset didn't matter what came their way, didn't matter the obstacle, um, didn't matter the barrier because they looked at it as a challenge, a way to think differently instead of something that was going to harm them like a threat. A key point of individuals with growth mindset is they believe that effort matters. They look at effort as meaningful and not a waste of time. And so anytime that you engage in um, an ability and a uh, practice and training and whatever it is, you can grow. You can get better through effort. So what I'm not saying is that you start playing golf today and you're going to be Tiger Woods. That's what I'm not saying. But I am saying that you will be better than what you were if you apply your effort. Additionally, individuals who reinterpret failure have a growth mindset. Okay. So they look at failure as an opportunity to learn and get better instead of an identity. So failure is an action. Okay, when you look at failure as an action, you look at it for what it is. Oh, you know what? I failed at that PT test. Well, maybe I should uh, train a little bit more or maybe I need to go back to the gym and work on some of my techniques when I deadlift. All right. So that is very different from looking at that same thing, that PT test and saying, I am a failure. I'm never going to be good at this. That is going to set you back and never allow you to succeed. All right, individuals with a growth mindset also welcome feedback. They want to learn from criticism and they don't make excuses for their actions. They don't make excuses for what that what actually happened. All right, whether they got the score that they wanted to get, whether they got the outcome that they wanted to get. They look at that and they say, "Well, where, where can I get better actually? Where can I learn from this? They don't get hurt by this criticism, by this feedback, and they actually don't make any excuses, qualifiers for what went wrong. They take responsibility and that responsibility helps them to get better for the next time. Honestly, this is something that is uh, pretty obvious to all of us when we've been around people that constantly complain or make excuses for themselves. It's pretty exhausting and sometimes you just want to shake them and be like, hey, what did you do? Like, what can you actually do differently? Additionally, individuals with a growth mindset are inspired by others. They look at another person's success um, as encouraging and uh, allows them to grow and develop. And they also look at it as something that is not only for one person or a scarce thing, but they look at it as something that is available to everyone through effort and they encourage that person and um, they're they're happy for that person. And so a lot of the times I've seen this with, with people that are uh, have the fixed mindset to where they do, they are jealous. They compare themselves to coworkers, to other people because they're not where that other person is. 
And you don't want to be that person. You want to be the person that is cheering everyone else on, that is glad for their successes. That doesn't mean that you don't also want those successes, but you can engage in that growth mindset to where you are um, inspired by that, by the successes of other people. And then over time, what this is going to do, it's going to end up with you having better performances. So you will achieve growth over time instead of plateauing or quitting early on. A lot of people with these natural air quotes, abilities and giftings and talents don't practice. They do nothing with that because they get comfortable because they're better than everyone else at first. But you know what happens? People work hard with the growth mindset and they actually can outperform the people that were better than them at the start through these growth mindset qualities. So this is an amazing way to retrain your brain to reinterpret different situations and scenarios that are given to you. So anytime I look at like a a sport and performance psychology concept or technique, I want to compare it to the Bible. I want to see, well, what is the what does the Bible have to say about this? Because the Bible is the ultimate authority. And then it also informs me in my life. So what I found was the Bible actually confirms this. Okay. So let's look at Romans chapter 12, one through two. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is good pleasing in the perfect will of God. All right, you guys, this is huge. We are actually called by God to transform the way that we think. We are heavenly people not belonging to this world. So the world and the people around us are going to try to um, sway the way that we think, have us think like they think. And what's actually true is we need to renew our mind. We need to look different from the rest of the people around us. If you look at a lot of excellent performers with this growth mindset, they are far and few between. What you realize is people make mistakes, people um, have failures, but they don't respond in a way that is productive when they fail. They make excuses, they avoid uh, feedback. And so we're actually called by God similarly to transform the way that we think and to reinterpret some of those struggles, pain, and obstacles in a way that um, is biblical and that also is a way that honors God and uh, helps us grow. So let's look at 1 Peter 1, 3 through 8. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you. You are being guarded by God's power through faith for salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. You rejoice in this, even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials. 
so that the proving character of your faith, more valuable than gold, which though perishable is refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Wow. Okay. That was a lot, but let's look at that optimism, that hope within suffering. Wow. That's so good. That is so good, y'all. So we're going as Christians, as people, we're going to face various trials. This world is not our home and that should be good news. It should be good news that even though you're going to face trials, suffering, pain, sometimes pain inflicted by other people on purpose, um, that it is ultimately there is hope that when we set our mind on Jesus Christ, that we are actually being um, perfected. We are able to look more like him through the trials that we go through. It deepens our love for him and it purifies us and it sanctifies us. We get to glorify God through the suffering, even if it is unjust. And that should bring you a lot of hope. We were talking in Bible study last week with uh, the Blakes. There are uh, life group leaders and we were talking about suffering and how um, it is so hard. Um, we mentioned uh, the loss of children um, when good people are taken by bad people Um we, we were talking about um, just the the utter despair of of it all sometimes and how the Westminster confession which is um, that we are to glorify God and to find enjoyment in him forever is so good uh, because no matter what happens to us to our children um, in our lives to our loved ones that there is a hope that we get to be with christ and we get to be with god forever without suffering um without that pain in heaven and so we press on towards that goal like first peter 1 3 through 8 was saying now let's look at first peter 2 5 so it says as you come to him a living stone rejected by people but chosen and honored by god you yourselves as living stones a spiritual house are being built to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to god through jesus christ okay we are living stones we make up a structure as the body of the church we are making up the church and we as our worship get to live sacrificially for god and so that verse as i was reading it it really reminded me of the romans chapter 12 verse 1 through 2 how our bodies are living sacrifices and something that we can do is to renew our minds it is a biblical principle that you work on renewing your mind. You work on training your mind to focus on things that are good, just, honorable, worthy to be praised. And you know what? That is in line with the growth mindset. It makes you a better person. It makes the people better around you. They work harder. They 
you're modeling that behavior for them to seek out feedback, to enjoy the success of other people, to be inspired by that, not to be bitter or angry. And you know what? In the face of failure, you are not shaken, but you actually thrive. And so I hope that this episode was informative. I hope that it was inspiring and I uh, hope that you got something of value out of it. And what I wanted to leave you with today uh, were just some things to think about. So in what ways can you start to think differently in your own life? And how do you think you will use this information to make a meaningful impact where you're at right now?